I bought a rabbit, a French lop, and I took him to set every day in a stroller. And I created a sanctuary for him on set with his hay, with his food and water and bed. And like, he was like my companion, my emotional support companion on the set of Anola 2. You're listening to Skip Intro with me, Krista Smith. When Millie Bobby Brown was just 10 years old, a casting director informed her that she'd never make it in the entertainment industry because she was too mature. The comment, obviously, was devastating for Millie, who had been working tirelessly for the past few years to get her acting career off the ground. She'd always viewed her maturity as an asset, but now it felt like that characteristic had been turned against her. Despite the blow, Millie picked herself up and filmed an audition tape for a new series called Stranger Things a supernatural drama about a young girl with psychokinetic and telepathic powers. A few months later, Millie was cast as Eleven, a role that would catapult her into the spotlight and launch an incredible career, not only as an actress, but also as a producer. In the years since, Millie has proven over and over again that her maturity was never a weakness, but rather a source of strength. At just 11 years old, she began to navigate the ups and downs of international stardom, a journey which she handled with strength and dexterity, despite the unrelenting attention she received. Millie also consistently used her platform, and continues to do so, to uplift the voices of others, becoming UNICEF's youngest ever goodwill ambassador, and speaking with ease at the UN headquarters at just 15 years old. After forming her own production company with the help of her parents, Millie has added the title of producer to her growing list of credits. Highly intentional about the project she chooses, Millie has opted to focus on the female-driven franchise, Enola Holmes. Now, Millie is back with the second installment of the series, Enola Holmes 2, which she has once again produced and starred in. And it is a gem. I'm so sorry my background is this. This is so embarrassing. This is like my, I just moved into my house and there's like one dedicated room with all the things that aren't really meant to be. And this is the room and it just happens to be that my computer lives in here. Well, I just love that you have a Peloton because that's basically what my room at my house looks like. The last time we met, I was in my closet. It was at the start. Of I do remember my- <laughs> that. It was one of the most unique interviews I've ever had, I will admit. But no, and the thing is, is my Peloton lived in my bedroom. And I wanted to do that because every time I saw it, I knew I'd have to do it. I knew I'd have to dedicate time. And then I slowly just started looking at it being like, this is such a waste of space. And then I moved it. So then it's like, now I don't actually ever Peloton. And I'm such a liar. I'm a liar. Like I, I, I said that I Peloton and I don't like I really don't. (laughs) I did it every day during the pandemic for like a solid year. And then I just was like, I can't do it anymore. But now I've kind of gotten back into a rhythm of doing it like a couple times a week. And it's it's been good. But it's a nice experience. And I do like music. So for me, it's quite nice to be able to like do that. Well, at any rate, it's great to see you again. I always love catching up with you. I love your work. I live with you with Stranger Things. Those movies were, I say movies because I feel like those episodes were like mini movies. They were. And it was an absolute fantastic season. But we'll get to that a little later. Anola Holmes. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everybody knows this internally at Netflix. I love this series. I just am so passionate about this character and the spinoff on the Sherlock Holmes and the female point of view and all of that. But I feel like this, the second one, really leans into her own kind of, 
identity and agency in her own decisions and stuff. And I wanted you to talk a little bit about how that was for you, like as an actress and, at you know, as a person, as a producer, how is that to come together and kind of make those decisions and create this super strong character? It's difficult because I've spent my whole life thus far acting. And acting is such a, it's a beautiful thing, but it's, it does take up all of your energy. It takes up your life for a certain period of time. And being a producer is an entirely different ball game. It doesn't take up your life emotionally, but it does take up your life physically. I mean, just physically being on set every day and being a producer, it's actually quite exhausting. But I wouldn't say it's as exhausting as emotionally giving up yourself as an actor. So having both of those things (laughs) taken away from me, it was kind of, you know, it's always a harder experience because you're giving up to parts of yourself and you have to be able to to be both at different periods of time you can't be both at the same time and creating this this character and and building it I 100% cannot say that I have built it on my own there is an amazing team of people that helped curate her Harry Bradbitt Paige Brown, Mary Parent, Ali Mendez, Alex Garcia. We all collaborated on who this person was. What did she care about? Why does she care about them? And how do we make others care about her? These are really important things and questions to ask because when you watch films and when you watch art, wink! My dog is barking. She hates when I talk about Anola. She's a Stranger Things fan. Um, <laughs> I have six dogs, by the way, Krista. It's like a nightmare. It's like it's like a nightmare, but like the best nightmare ever. But it, and I also chose it, so it's like I can't really complain. But whatever. Uh, that's another story that I should talk about with Anola. But anyways, so <laughs> it's an incredible experience to be an actor and a producer, but it's definitely one of the more challenging ones that I've I've ever experienced because I'm doing two things at once and separately, simultaneously at the same time. It's just a wild experience. Yeah. I mean, and especially in this one, there's so much action. It's a big film. I mean, it's not a little, small, independent story here. I mean, you've got giant sequences, giant action sequences, most of which you're in, basically, the entire film. And I love the action. I love it when Enola just kicks some ass. Part of my favorite, you know, aspect of this character is that, like, she can do both, which is obviously so modern and and we love that but i imagine physically that's got to be got to be challenging and i am super impressed that you are able to do both and i do know that you do do both it's not just lip service you are completely involved in the actual producing which i think is also something important for people to recognize that you are vested as much it's not just a vanity play i think that it can be really hard for people to believe that that's a real thing, you know, because of my age and because of my gender. In this day and age, I think we've become a lot more accustomed and adaptable to young people, and especially young women, being in successful and high positions. But I also think that those things can be handed to you. You have to prove that you're worth those titles, like a producer and There was a lot to prove. I had to prove myself. I had to prove that I had to, you know, I was capable of fulfilling this role. It's not just a name. It's not just because I I just want to be called a producer on it. Like, this is something that I I really did take 
a portion of my life and dedicate all of my time to it. Not just building Enola, but building Charlotte, but building Eudoria, but building the world, helping choreograph fight scenes, helping costume build dresses and making this story come alive. This isn't just a label, you know, I had to prove a lot because I am young and I am a girl and people could think that this is just something that has been handed to me. But I definitely wanted to prove myself on the first one to show everyone that I was capable of doing it. And having that second go on the second one, I think felt a lot more, I felt more comfortable because I knew I was capable of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's 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 special when I think about, when I look back and you were basically 13 when you started developing Enola. And it's, it's incredible for someone that young to have so much focus and intention. And I think it's interesting too when I, you know, Early in your career, it sounds so silly to say, but when you were young, you were a little bit dogged for being too mature. But what I think is your superpower is that you are mature. You're just born that way, but also on screen, you are completely your age. And that's mm-hmm. what works, I think, with Stranger Things so beautifully and with Enola, because you are your age. You're you're completely right for that. It's not you're not trying to play at something that you aren't. So I will just say to me, that really is an accomplishment having covered this business for so long and all of that. And I and I am really super proud of you, Millie, because I think that you've grown up in the public and you've been such an incredible role model, not only to, to girls, but to anybody, to everybody, even to, even to adults because of the way you've been really honest and I think that you should be commended for that. And so I'm going to just say it out loud because I know that isn't easy. And I know that you've made a real decision to do that. And I think by, by letting everybody know, Hey, I'm not perfect. You know, I've made mistakes. I've done things, you know, (laughs) I had to lean into this giant job, but I rose to the occasion and I did it because I wanted to. And I think I'm really proud of you for that. And I don't know if enough people have said that to you. So I'm just going to say that to you right here. (laughs) Thank you so much, Krista. That is such a sweet compliment and, and something that I, I appreciate those types of compliments because it's really hard. You know, sometimes I grew up in the industry and you hear compliments a lot. I mean, it is, it is part of my, my life. And of course I'm grateful for the things that people say, but sometimes, you know, when they're specific like that and and I'm actually being recognized for things that I really want to be recognized for instead of you're so beautiful or you're this, or I loved your dress. It's like, I appreciate those compliments, but those aren't things that I put time into. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's an amazing compliment to hear because I do really care about this project. And when people say that I did a good job acting in it, I'm like, great, thank you. But when people say I did a good job producing it, it is, it does feel like, really does feel like a good pat on the back. So I appreciate that. And I think to comment on one of your questions of statements, I feel like you're right. When I was younger, I feel like people did kind of come after me for my maturity. And what I will say to that is young women are dragged down for many different things. If it's their maturity, if it's the way they dress, if it's the things they say, if it's the songs they sing, the way they act, the choices they make, we will never be enough. And it's for us to find camaraderie in that and sisterhood in that and stand together and say we are enough. And what people say about who we are will never come into our circle because we have to stick together, especially in such a harder industry to crack. Breaking those stereotypes and standards, it's part of the film. 
it's part of what I'm made up of and it's a really important message and it's something that we all have to deal with and I've dealt with it personally so mm-hmm. yeah the, the movie is great and I don't want to give too much away because this will this will be coming out right when it drops but the stuff with Tewksbury is just perfectly handled I love the way that was what that was done and and people that will see it will know it all right so Stranger Things yeah it was giant. It broke everything. It was like we said, it was four, season four, nine episodes. They were like films. It was very important in my household. I have two teenage sons. I've watched this series multiple times. How do you feel like now that you're on the fifth and kind of final lap of it, you're about to do it? How does it feel in terms of when you look back on that experience, just even promoting it, knowing that you started when you were like 11 and all of you grew up together and you're friends? I mean, how is it How is it now when you look back on that and, and to experience it again now as a as a young adult. It has been one of the most amazing experiences. Even just yesterday, I was with Ted Sarandos, who I'm sure you're, you know, our boss. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and when I saw him, we were talking about the, the, the first time we met and I was 10. It's eight years ago now that he, that those types, those people believed in me. They gave me an opportunity that not many people were giving me at the time. And they knew I was capable of something and they gave me those opportunities and kept giving me those opportunities, despite how young I was or who I was or the kind of person I was. I, you know, I, I think that I have never been the most quietest or the most laid back. I'm very outgoing and I have a lot to say. And they never got scared of that. They never pushed me away for that. They never rejected me for that. You know, in fact, they accepted it and encouraged it. And for that, I. I will always be in debt to Netflix and the team that, oh, they always like provided me with an education and they've been an amazing support system for me. So I'm just very grateful. I'm also on my period. So just (laughs) remind me, but you know, they're amazing people there and they've, they've always been there for me and it's been an amazing experience. And you're looking back on all the time that I've had with them, with stranger things. It's like, Yes, we will say goodbye to that part of my life, you know, soon, but it's only the beginning for the for the things that I'm going to achieve with Netflix and 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 do with Netflix. So it's not the ending of that relationship, but it's going to be a, a nice piece of closure for Stranger Things and I. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm emotional just hearing you talk about it. So it, it it's a big deal. I mean, like you, people don't really understand when you're shooting a series like that that takes that's so in depth. It's like movies. It's like nine movies. It's like years. You're not you're not just like kind of going in and it's not a nine to five kind of situation. You really these people become your family. They do. Mm-hmm. You spend more time with them than your family in some sense. You know. So I think it's hard for people to understand that. But once you see the product on screen, it's so spectacular. It's like undeniable. The hard work that goes into it is is just amazing. And I think I think to add to that, it's like it's different for an adult. I'm not going to take that away from our adult actors on the show, but we joined the show when we were in our formative years. The people around us are extremely influential at that time. It, it is who we become. The people that we meet, the people that we see, we're, we're all under 14 years old when we started. It's like the biggest time to be around people and to understand and to learn from adults and to figure out who you are. And I think that that is why it is so important to us kids, because it's such a huge part of our lives. 
Mm-hmm. And it was the Duffer brothers who I uh, I had them on the podcast and I became obsessed with with those brothers. And then I, I was looking, I was like, well, wait, what's Millie doing right now? And you are doing the electric state, right? Is that what you're filming right now? And that's another yes. pair of brothers, the Russo brothers. It is. It is. <laughs> it's so funny because we were talking about it the other day and I was saying, it's so funny now. I've worked with two sets of brothers and they're actually quite similar in many ways and they're very different in many ways. But what I will say, and it's what one is mom and one is dad. Like, you know what I mean? One says yes to everything and one's a bit stricter. Like it's just the way it is, which I really appreciate. You know, it's a really good balance. <laughs> well, you also work all the time with your family. I mean, you have the the production company, which I love is named for the siblings, PCMA, which is fantastic. Yes. Paige, Charlie, Millie and Ava, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So you have that familial work ethic, right? So how does that work for, for you and your family when you're, when you're producing? Because you're on a lot, you know, you guys have very prolific. It's exciting to see how many yeah. things you've got in development. Thank you. Well, my father and my mom, when I was younger, they kind of wanted me to, to be able to create really meaningful stories, which they knew I wanted to be a part of. Even at a young age, I wanted to be someone that meant something to someone, characters that meant something, you know? Enola is one of those things. Eleven is one of those things. And I've got many more characters that are going to mean hopefully mean more to people, you know, they are incredibly artistic people, actually, and very creative, but in different ways, but they have it in them. And they are very smart. My my dad is a very smart man who only wants the best for me. And it's a, an amazing experience to work with him directly because we were family and we look out for each other. And it's very hard to trust people in this industry and to have someone like that to always have your back. It's an amazing experience. And then my brother, who films all of our BTS on all the films that we do, Charlie, he gives insight to how we make the films that we do. And then Paige, who produces and helps create and seek projects. And then my little sister, Ava, who I just, she's 10. So it's like really hard to get her into it. I'm like, come on, like we got this. Like, <laughs> you know, she has the acting in her. Like we, I put her in a few projects of mine and she has it in her. So I'm hoping to get her on there. But, you know, she's like, she goes through phases where she wants to be an astronaut and then she's now a vet. And like, I'm like, we have to pick something soon because I was 10 when I knew what I wanted to do. <laughs> so you got to like, you got like three weeks and then we're off. So I don't have like, I set the bar, you know, and she now has to be like, we got to find a job for you in the next three weeks. Otherwise. Oh, that's so funny. Astronaut vet. Now, come on. Oh, my I mean, God. got to pick something soon. <laughs> So no, I'm just kidding. She has so much time, which is amazing. And I think my parents are also a bit more like, take your time, you know, because I was so driven and which was amazing, but also an experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also wanted to ask you about Florence by Mills, because I love that, too. Like you're you know, you have this makeup beauty line for, again, people your age, all these other products that are sold to more mature audiences, I will say. And you've got this line. Have you been having a lot of fun with that? Of course, I've been doing it for several years now. It's been a really exciting period of my life. It's also been a very secondary kind of like job for me, you know, because my my priority always has been my art, my craft. But I have had such a fascination with skincare and beauty and fashion. So I've always been really driven in that world because I was exposed to it at such a young age that I never knew what was going on my skin, how to treat it 
how to understand it and have a good relationship with my skin. And then I thought to any of my friends and then I realized they didn't. So I thought maybe this is something that we need, you know, for Generation Z and create something that that people can have a good relationship with and feel like it's not a chore to take care of their skin, but it's actually exciting. I've had so much fun with that. And it's been a really, you know, a really interesting and formative experience for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so nice. And it's named for your great grandmother, right? Yes. Yeah, and my sister's middle name. So it's yes, been, you know, and my, and my great grandmother was a very outgoing and I, I want to call feminist, but I don't know if I can, but she really was just someone who fought for what she believed in. And I don't think she really let standards get in her way. And I think that that's why I named it after her because, you know, I, I want people to wear this skincare a beauty line and and feel empowered and feel themselves and feel authentically to who they are and and as and be proud as as a woman a man a boy you know whatever they identify as it's not to who you are it's to embrace the kind of soul that you are Oh, my God. It's incredible. All right. Well, I look at your, as we've talked about, like the electric state, you've got Damsel, you've got a lot of projects coming. What is a perfect day off for Millie? I go to Starbucks to get my coffee. I have a facial, like my my actual hobby, which is like hard to believe. But, you know, because I try taking up coloring and knitting, you know, I'm like, I craft and I'm like, no, like something isn't hitting the spot. So now I'm just obsessed with fostering animals. Well, three days ago, I had 13 cats and I got them all adopted, which is amazing now. But, you know, like it's an amazing experience. I personally have just a certain connection with animals and I, I really do believe in animal healing. And to add, which is what I was going to tell you, when we first started Enola 2, I missed my family a lot because we were filming. So I thought, what do I do in order to give me that kind of connection with animals because I love animals so much. So I bought a rabbit, a French lop, and I took him to set every day in a stroller and I created a sanctuary for him on set with his hay, with his food and water and bed. And like, he became an indoor rabbit. He's litter trained. He is completely like a cat almost like it's like a cat that's all I can describe because he's not a dog but he's definitely a cat like he wants to be on his own but then he'll come up for a cuddle and I took him all over England with me so he would just be like when we were drive he would be in the car snuggling with me and then we'd get to set and every it was like his name's Eeyore because he has huge ears and he was like my companion my emotional support companion on the set of Enola too. And where's Eeyore now? He is here. He is with me. (laughs) He goes everywhere with me. I can't live without him. I would feel bad leaving him on some days because he would be sat by the door waiting for me. Like, he wanted to go. Like, it wasn't like, you know, I was forcing him to go. Like, he really wanted to pick. He would go on his hind legs and come up at me. So he wanted to go. So I'd pick him up and we'd go together. And I got him really young. So he's like now accustomed to living inside and you know, like, I don't think he'd ever be like, okay, with going into a rabbit hutch. Like, he's like, no, I'm a cat. How do the dogs like, like Eeyore? The dogs are fine. Dogs don't care because Eeyore came first. So all the dogs had to kind of adapt to Eeyore. So that's the way that that is. They they don't really care about him and they don't care about cats. So my dogs are really chill. Like they don't really, because they know 
but they come at the bottom and Eeyore comes at the top. Mary Parent, obviously, who also is a producer on, on Enola, she has like seven dogs, seven or eight dogs at any given time. She rescues a lot of animals. So that's... Yeah. Right now, at this point, I have six dogs, but... The five dogs are my actual personal dogs and I have two of my own personal cats. And like, I'm, you know, I'm like literally adopting them every two seconds, which is a problem because this is going to build up and it's going to get to a number that we're not going to like. So I really need to find them. I have like the craziest names as well. Like I've got one right now called Garfield and he is (laughs) wild, like the wildest cat. I'm like, dude, like he's the coolest cat, but he climbs and it's amazing. And then I have all these kittens that are the sweetest things ever. And I just, I think for me, helping animals has always been a huge part of my existence. Like I never grew up without an animal in my house. So for me, helping animals, it's it's who I am. And my parents have always installed that kind of love in animals for mm-hmm. me, you know, my whole family. So, you know, uh, to all together, I think we have like 20 animals or something. Oh my God, you could have your own zoo probably. Um, I know, PCMA farm, it's coming, don't worry. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, right? The farm yeah, is coming. Exactly. You know, recently I was working in a neighborhood that there was 20 cats that that were really sick. And I got them all adopted to really good homes and I got them vaccinated and neutered. And, sp- and it, it's been an amazing experience to see animals be treated right and be thought about. How do you get them adopted? Do you have like a agency you work with to, to help or is it well, just word of I mouth? Just, I it is. It's just, I mean, most of the people that I work with just are really good people, you know, and I trust them. And I think animals are the best healers. And I really believe in emotional support animals in workplaces. I think when people are feeling anxious or overwhelmed, I think referring and, and relying on animals is a really sweet and, and actually uh, a very healing experience. For me, I've dealt with anxiety a lot in my life and my animals are what really heals me like I've been to therapy and it's been an amazing experience doing that but for some reason coming home and and being with my animals it it has healed my soul so yeah I'm a crazy animal lady by the way which people are like are you okay are you 70 years old and I have 13 I'm like no like literally I'm like ready for my boyfriend to bring up man like it's fine you can leave me at any point in time because I know that I'm a crazy cat lady but I love all animals so I'm not opposed to any of them and uh you know I just have a really really strong bond with them and I think that you know it's 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 a great experience my small win would have to be that at that at this point I Uh, too have always been surrounded by animals never didn't have an animal in the house and my boys are we love our animals and so I'm I'm with you on that all plus one to everything you said Billy (laughs) and I don't think your boyfriend will break up with you uh, for that (laughs) He's a good one. I happen to know his parents. So uh. yeah, he, he is a good one. He's a good egg. I love him. He's great. All right. Well, Millie, it is great to catch up with you. I hope I get to see you in person one of these days. But I love your, is this a Mayfair sweatsuit that you it have is. on? Oh. It is. I have I the know. I have the empathy one, but I love the green compassion. I it's know. so good. I know. Jake was like today. He was like, "You look like an avocado today." I was like, "That's exactly what I'm aiming for." Because the whole outfit is green. Oh, but um, yeah, 
says, I love this company. It's great. Yeah, it's cozy. Go- yeah, it's so gorgeous. It's gorgeous, too. I love that green. All right. Well, till the next time. But congratulations again on Enola. It is really fantastic. And there better be a third. We'll talk to our mutual boss, Ted Sarandos, and make sure there is one because this franchise yeah. is fantastic. But Thank you very much. Put in a good word. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a great rest of your day, Millie. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Enola Holmes 2 is streaming now on Netflix. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm Krista Smith, your host and creator of the show. Skip Intro is produced and edited by Isabel Arricchio and engineered by Dave Corwin. Special thanks to our coordinator, Alyssa Hillman. Please subscribe, rate, and review Skip Intro wherever you've been listening. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Krista Smith. If you enjoy the podcast, please go to NetflixQ.com for more. That's NetflixQueue.com. 